I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land, and water. This is episode 164, the first of a new year. Best wishes to the two-legged and the four-legged creatures, to the fish, to the water, the sky, the moon, the rocks, to all beings and to all things with whom we share the earth. Beginning the year on a positive note, we look at one of the community bands that keep Mi'kmaq life alive on the ground on the island of so-called Newfoundland. We hear a lot about the Halibu First Nation, but Halibu can seem a remote presence, especially to those who live far from band headquarters in Cornerbrook. But fortunately, we have more than half a dozen community bands in Flat Bay, Burgio, Port-au-Port, and other places. Operating without the millions of dollars that the feds pour into Halibu every year, the community bands provide a cultural connection to all Mi'kmaq people, those who have status cards and those who do not. We'll be speaking with the chief of one of those bands today, Ron Shepherd is chief of the St. George's Indian Band. It was established all the way back in 1972, long before Halibu was even thought about. And the band continues to provide a Mi'kmaq experience to this day. Just before the holidays, St. George's was one of several bands involved in the distribution of free food to people in their community. I spoke about that project with Chief Rhonda Shepherd just before the holidays not long after she was elected. I also asked her about her decision to run for chief, about growing up in St. George's, and about the summers spent in Flat Bay Brook. Here is our conversation with Chief Rhonda Shepard. I went to the meeting and um, um, I was saying that um, I knew that the chief at the time was um, stepping down. So I uh, thought about it a few times and I'm like, uh, I'm not sure if I'm up for it or whatever the case may be, but um, something kept on pushing me to go and I said, okay, well, I'm going to go in and see what's going to happen. And uh, anyway, I was nominated and I said, okay, I'll take, I'll take the nomination. And um, I didn't know how everything was going to go, like with uh, the election and stuff. Um but anyway, it all fared out fine, and um, it was nice, and I heard from a lot of people and stuff like that, and um, I think, I, I used to tell everyone, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, it'll happen. If it's not meant, well, then it won't happen. Mm. <laughs> so I guess it was meant to be, it's my turn, and um, I'll try my best and do what I can. Yes. So... Well, tell me a bit about the St. George's Band. There are 2,200 members, and um, I guess some people live in the community. And do you have people living away as well who are members of the band? Yes, there's a lot of people that's um, living away. Um, I believe the amount of numbers has gone up. Um, that's what it is on the website. But uh, I believe, like in our band list, is uh, close to 3,000. But um, there's people living everywhere uh, around here and in Newfoundland, in Ontario, Alberta, 
New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, everywhere. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, we're everywhere. <laughs> yes. And, and what are the requirements to be uh, a member of the band? You have to, I suppose you have to have some connection to St. George's. You could be yep, Mi'kmaq, but uh, that wouldn't be enough. You would have to have a St. George's connection. Yes. Um, at least four generations of um, someone that is native in within the community. So we go by like the four generation rule. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not, uh, you don't have to be, uh, to have a status card to be a member of the St. George's Band. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And um, one issue that's, uh, that's come up in other bands is how you, is how you check people's, uh, people's ancestry. But I, I suppose you know, there are a number of families in St. George's, so people who know the community in St. George's could, I suppose, look at a person's family tree and know whether they had the four generations or not. So that wouldn't be all that complicated, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. If, if they um, say that this person's their father or aunt or whatever the case might be, um, and then we check the, the list and they're there, well, then that would be their, uh, I guess, of getting into the band, right? Okay. So, and what... Um... And tell us what the uh, what the band is busy at these days. I know one thing that some of the community bands are involved in is food. Uh, just in time for Christmas, um, there there's food being distributed. So, are are you doing that in St. George's? And uh, and tell us about that that program. Uh, yes, actually, um, we became. Um, uh, into it on a second round. So uh, what it is, um, it started out by us knowing about the Flat Bay uh, band, uh, delivering food and, and uh, registering families for this food. So um, I wasn't into position at this point, but uh, they the past chief and uh, executive had signed the community up for it. And um, the Food Access Fund, it comes from um, Food Rescue Canada called Second Harvest. Uh, it's an organization that receives donations of food. So what had happened is the Fape Band had let other communities know about it. And um, so St. George's Band applied for it and um, they were approved to uh, get a certain amount of food to give out to the community and um, to our band members that were interested in receiving it. So, so far we received um, our fries and potatoes and Saturday we ended up getting our eggs. So this food um, was distributed between all of the ones that put their names in for who registered for it. And um, that was like 400 families. And um, there was, well, I don't really know how many, but there was a lot of other families that uh, received some extra food that we had. 
um, between St. George's, uh, Mattis Point, Seymour Crossing, Seymour, and um, I'm sure a lot of households shared. Uh, it was a really nice thing to be involved in. You've seen a lot of happy faces and a lot of people really surprised that they were getting this food. It still gives you a good feeling and um, a lot of, made a lot of people, a lot of homes happy. Well, these days, I mean, especially if you have a big family, um, food is very expensive. So a little help, I'm sure, was, exactly. was much appreciated. Yeah, and um, we noticed too from like uh, the rounds that Flappe had, it made a lot of people um, very appreciative for what they were doing up there. And um, I'm glad that we were able to do a bit of the same thing, right? It was mm. really nice to have um, have it done. So is that it for the for the food distribution for this year, or is there is there more to come? Um, we're not. We have one more um, uh, amount of food, and it's the chicken. So I'm not totally sure when that's going to happen. Probably after Christmas. We don't yes. have no uh, notifications yet. Rhonda, let me ask you about you. Uh, you uh, you've been in St. George. I think you spent most of your life in St. George's. You lived away for a little bit of time, but I think mostly you've spent most of your years in in St. George's in that area. Yes, yes. Um, like I said in my interview with Diane, uh, I was raised up in Shelpo, and um, I went away to New Brunswick for probably almost four years and um, I want to come back home. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I've been home ever since. And uh, mind you, I, I liked being in New Brunswick. I, the, I worked on uh, on reserve in Ormato. It was very nice. And, um, but I just missed home and everybody. So I, I came on. <laughs> yes. That that band in Ormukta, was that a, a Mi'kmaq band or they have Maliseet also? Uh, Maliseet. It was Maliseet. Um, but I worked at the daycare there and uh, it was really nice. I, I really did enjoy it. Great. Nice people, nice community. Well, a lot of people want, would prefer to live in Newfoundland, but they, they live away for... Um, for job reasons and, and other reasons. So you're, you're lucky to be able to live where you want to live. So uh, I yes. guess that, that's something you can be, you can be grateful for. Yeah, very much. And, um, and tell me about uh, growing up in the, uh, in the story uh, that was in the, uh, by Diane Crocker in the Western star, uh, you talked about um, uh, growing up and spending time in Flat Bay Brook when you were uh, a youngster. And um, and tell me about uh, tell me about that uh, about what it was like to be in Flat Bay Brook. Uh, I mean, I guess there there are a few people live who live in Flat Bay Brook uh, all year round, but it's mostly a place where people have their cabins in the summertime. Yeah, well, back in the day, <laughs> um, it was mostly uh, just cabins. Some people did still did live there all the time, um, and now I guess there like it's. Um, more people's building and more people's buying in there. So uh, a lot of people do live there all, all the time. Um, but what I remember growing up as a child, um, when we did go into Flappy Brook, we, it was always like a big family of us 
all together. Um, we used to berry pick, uh, swim. Oh my god, in Everett, that's all we did was well, I don't know how to swim. Okay, I have to admit, <laughs> they tried to get me to learn how to swim, swim so many times, it's not even funny. Mm. Anyway, I'm probably the only one that don't know how to swim and grew up in the brook. <laughs> But um, being in the water, being in, you know, in the brook and being around all the family, uh, we did a lot of um, drumming, a lot of singing, a lot of talking about history and, and um, stuff like that. I have a large family that uh, we learn from. And that's all they keep on doing is teaching us, teaching us, teaching us. So, you know, we got no other choice. <laughs> mm, yeah. uh, and still to today, like uh, we will go on uh, Canada Day. We'll go up to Flappy Brook and um, we'll go to one of my uncle's cabins and we'll all go up there and sing and drum and have a barbecue and it's gigantic picture of everyone that's there that day. Mm. And then some of us with the children will go down floating down the river and um, then come up to eat. So, like, we're usually there as a group, right? And mm. uh, the times that we're not, we'll uh, let the other ones know while we're going in. And it's up to you guys. If you want to come in or not, we're going to do this or we're going to do that, right? Mm. And um, there's a lot of um, the cousins and uh, uncles and aunts that got cabins in there now. Um but like I said, it is it is building up in there, and uh, there are probably a few satellite dishes in there now. Yes, 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 yeah. <laughs> the power and, and the power is coming in so far. <laughs> mm, I so. see. <laughs> but I get I, I that's I mean that's a lot of people. Um, a lot of people would have would have liked to have that experience that you did as a as a, as a young person growing up with the culture because many people have found the culture later in life. So you're, you're one of the lucky ones who grew up with it. You're not a stranger to it. It's always been part of part of your life, even as a child. I guess we didn't do it as much as what we do now. Like, uh, like, yes, we did go in. And I, I'd say that's the only place that we actually did do drumming and singing and stuff like that was when we were together in Flappy Brook. But uh, I don't remember doing at home. And what do you think that was? Yeah. Do you think... Uh, you, I mean, a lot of people, of course, felt a bit uneasy back uh, years ago. Yes, and I think their culture. That, Maybe you felt a little bit of safety in Flat Bay Brook. Yeah, and I guess we were in the woods, and I guess that's you know that's the feeling, you know. Um, you're more, you're more at um, peace with everything in the brook, and uh, you're around the trees and the water, and you know. Um, it, it just feels right when you're in there. I, I, that's how I feel. Usually, with if I'm if I needs to like breathe or or get my gatherings back together, that's where I go. Is, is up by paper. Mm. I do remember when, like I said earlier, when my uncle was um, chief, he tried to do a few cultural things to get back into the ways of his life and the way you know that they used to live before everything was like don't talk about 
be native, you can't be native and all this kind of stuff. Um, so he was trying to get everything back in the ways that they were before that all happened. So we started the drum group, the dance group and stuff like that. And um, that's what I remember also. Um, nowadays, uh, for years now, a few years now, um, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's like making magazines, there's making drums, there's uh, friendship group is, we got the friendship center up the road and we're drumming every Tuesday and uh, there's all kinds of different activities, all kinds of cultural things for you to, to start learning, right? So there's way more activities and more talk about our culture and different things for us to to start learning now mm. than before. Yes. Um, let me ask you about this, the St. George's Indian Band. Of course, I think people uh, who don't know about the... Uh, the indigenous scene in Newfoundland, they get the community bands like St. George's are confused with Halibut. They think that it's all, it's all Halibut. Um, but of course, um, uh, you in St. George's, you run the museum there, the old courthouse. People will recognize that building. That's uh, well known. You have the museum in there. Yeah. And that's your, that's your operation, not, um, not a Halibut operation. So uh, uh, I guess, um, you probably have to do a lot of explaining about what is St. George's and what is Halibut. Yes, um, there is a lot of explaining. <laughs> um, I guess it is a bit confusing because there is uh, Halibut offices downstairs um, and the museum part is upstairs. And um, so to a lot of people, they come to the building and it says Halibut training and um, so if they see the sign saying Halibu, I guess they just figures, you know, that it's their offices and it's Halibu. So they come and, you know, that's what they're looking for. Um, but it is our museum, the St. George's Band Museum, and uh, we um, are in coordination, I guess, with Halibu and uh, renting out, out offices downstairs. And uh, we have a good connection with them. And uh, it's nice at least uh, we got some people from Halibu in St. George's. And if people are looking for anything to do with Halibu, well, then all they got to do is go there, right? Instead of all the ways in Cornerbrook. In the St. George's band, do you have uh, staff or everyone, you're, everyone is a volunteer. You don't have staff. We're all uh, volunteers, yep. So you have to do things uh, on your own time as best you can. Yes. Yep. Everything is volunteer. So you've just been elected chief and uh, how long is that term? Are, are you elected for two years or three years? What is it, what is it in St. George's? Um, I believe it's three years. And what, uh, what do you want to accomplish in your term? I feel that um, for me, as long as um, people know that like um, our band is here for them. And um, I don't know, I'm, I, I feel that uh, if there's need or if there's, anything that 
can be done and that needs to be done, well, then we will try our best to uh, accomplish it. I'm still trying to get my feet wet into, <laughs> yes. into it all, but I've had a lot of phone calls and a lot of messages. A lot of people come up to me and say they'd like to see this and they'd like to see that. So, you know, I take it all into consideration and then um, it'll be talked about and stuff like that at our, at our meetings and see if the team wants to get on board to whatever it is and, you know, we'll see what we can do for this term. Yes. Sometimes uh, I find in organizations, a lot of people have ideas, but sometimes there aren't a lot of helpers. So do you have, well, um, do you have a lot of helpers or are you going to have to do a lot of stuff yourself as the chief? I feel I have a lot of helpers. Um, uh, just knowing from this food fest, um, it's a cre- uh, we had a crazy amount of uh, volunteers um, this past two days that we had uh, food come in. Um, I know my executive, uh, our, we already had a few meetings and stuff like that, like for different things. And uh, we're, I think we're all in it together to try and get things done. So I'm hoping. <laughs> Good. Well, I hope so too, because, um, you know, the more hands, the less work for one person. Exactly. Definitely. And like I said, we're all volunteers. So it's, long as you know you got help you're not doing it by yourself and that's what matters if we're all in it together we should be able to do a few things anyway Rhonda Shepard chief of the St. George's Indian Band and that's it for the program thanks for your financial support via patreon.com or email transfer to Mi'kmaq.matters at gmail.com. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest in Mi'kmaq news and views. I'm Glenn Wheeler, Nimbledus. <laughs>